Hey everybody, welcome to Taking the Time. It's it's a special edition Saturday. Uh, probably be a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, Brian's got the the Rotus Diver, and uh, before we get into that, maybe uh, do we have any news? <sighs> um, you know, I, you know, never want to waste really waste anybody's time. Um, you know, there's a couple a couple things on Kickstarter. Um, you know, most of our most of our viewers that are in there, if anybody has anything in the comments or you know, feel free to bail us out because <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's honestly with uh, you know shopping and uh, you know everything. I yeah yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Billy. <laughs> thanks for watching. Yeah, and, and um. But uh, somebody wants to watch the boys against the girls. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's right. it, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, with you know, with everything else right now, it's just I, I honestly, I just haven't kept up with anything on Kickstarter. Um, I know yeah, there's, there's a couple of cool things that are, that are kicking around out there. It's just it's it's just one of those times that where you when if you thinking about launching around now it's yeah, yeah. it's just going to be tricky because everybody's trying to buy other stuff and they're not really thinking about that so yeah we're getting ready to go into the the dark ages of the year yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right, after, right after christmas and yeah i mean always around holiday time it's everything's in fast forward and still have a pandemic and all that other happy stuff so it's uh I th I, i'm sure that uh, a lot of people have been a little kind of tuned out to what's going on in the, the watch world um because you know every every year once you get past thanksgiving it's like bang slam you're into you know hanukkah christmas and all that stuff and then new year and then we're talking then we're writing the wrong year on a check uh, again. <laughs> and, that's, and that's about it so yeah my apologies for not really hey robert thanks for joining us bud yeah so yeah i mean i i think i'm projecting to launch the the air commander in like late march early april i think that's probably what i'm gonna if I'm not too traumatized from the last March, April launch. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, it's, been a, it's been a heck of a year. I mean, it, it has been uh, I just, uh, man, the ups and downs this year. And I'm sorry. What were the ups? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one right, yeah, next the, next the week. Or it's almost over. Yeah, you know, it, in, in in true Brian and Brad fashion, this is we don't come on here just to be like, uh, well, what good happened in 2021? Well, I'm still alive. Um, we'll start with that. I'm I'm thankful for that. Other people might not be so much, but you know, it's uh, that's okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, it's my turn with the Rotus Diver. And hold on, hold uh, on. 
We got to do a wrist check first. Oh, well, you know what I have. So. Yeah. Today, sir, is uh, an R page day, and I have the uh, stealth barrage. If I could just get the lighting right on that. Oh, that is yeah. Cali dial, and then the even more exquisite uh, Illinois autocrat movement that's uh, powering this beautiful watch. So that's a, an R page uh, W rocket stealth barrage. And uh, it's uh, one of my favorites in my collection, of course. Um, and I'm actually looking for a Illinois Monty dial size 12 so that Mr. Page can make me a beautiful, um, oh, I can never, I never get the name of that case right. It's the square one. The speakeasy case? The speakeasy, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why that always eludes me, but anyway. <laughs> so that's that's probably my next watch if I can find the right, that Monty dial or a, or a blue, uh, blue airbrick style for a wall. That'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we've already chatted about it and hopefully we can make that happen in 2021. But um, we are here to talk about the Rotus Diver, which is currently on Kickstarter, guys. Let me see if I can get a banner for that. Yeah, uh, just about or I'll put it, the link on the web page, um, on the, the banner for their, their web page, hopefully. They have a link to where it'll go straight to the Kickstarter. If not, you can go to Kickstarter, type in Rotus, R-H-O-D-U-S, and it'll pull up that watch. And here it is in all of its glory. Yeah. Nice 40-millimeter diver with a, a lovely beads of rice bracelet that I personally really like. Oh, it is. It's fantastic. Um, you know, this is uh, it's 40 millimeters, so, you know, it's going to be a little bit on the smaller side for me, but just the, the fit and finish is, it's, it's unbelievable. This, you know, it's, it's not a humongous watch, but I mean, you can feel it. The, the craftsmanship is definitely there. I'm not even going to try to get this really, really cool case back in there. Um, screw down crown with a skull on it which is also going to be impossible for me to try to show you um this the details on the clasp everything is you know this this watch is, is really great it just so happens to be a little bit small for my big old monster wrist that being said i mean this is a a ton of watch for the money i mean it really is yeah. You know, the bezel, you're getting real, really positive clicks. 120 clicks. I don't think you mentioned that last time, but yeah. 120 click, unidirectional. That's right, yeah. And it won't go the other way. And I hate when they get off center, so I have to go around again. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, this is just. It's complete. Yeah, I mean, the form, function, everything. It um, almost has kind of the um, double arrow style, the fatter hour hand with, you know, that looks like an arrow and then more of a kind of a sword minute hand with a nice orange contrasting second hand sweeping around there really nice. 
you you hit the uh, the uh, sunray dial perfect. That you hit the right angle tree. Just like did it? Did it? Yeah, really good. That yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard yeah, to catch. You're getting better at that. Better than me. Um, <laughs> so I, I probably only got it right because I wasn't looking at it and I wasn't paying attention. So yeah, I mean to get yeah, it's a total sunburst blue. Everything. Yeah. I mean, this is what it comes in. It's nice watch patches from yeah, yeah from Harry's in London. Uh, it has you know two flaps inside. It also comes with a, um, a sailcloth strap and leather yeah. on the with on the back. Yeah, and and so where we're out in the campaign is we're forty three percent funded, and there's only fifty six hours to go as the as this is being played live so it's uh it's unfortunate that we're not further along i feel like um it would have been maybe more successful if uh, we would have more marketing prior to launch um, but we're also uh, in, a, in a, a worldwide economic disaster yeah it's it's just a, a and it's just a crazy year and, but, you know, I, I have to say, other than that, it's just a little too small for me. I can't find any fault with this as a diver. I think it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of have it, a diver is, is a, a version of a tool watch. So, you know, there's really only three criteria for a tool watch and do um, know if you agree or, or not but it's going to be the you know pretty much the the size the legibility and the function for this particular uh watch which this is a diver 120 click unidirectional bezel that's what you would expect on a diver helium escape valve um so six o'clock with 120 clicks is a pretty solid standard for for a diver yeah um is that a thousand feet diver um, is that right I'm trying to remember i think it is i mean it's more than than it really matters which is a diver <laughs> um yes it's 30 atmospheres so that's two hundred ninety meters because we are at one atmosphere. You're going too deep. You're making it too complicated. <laughs> Just read the dial. I think it says it on there. Yeah, thirty atmospheres. So, oh, it says thirty atmospheres. <laughs> yeah, I mean, te for technically, on, right now, as we sit here, we are in one atmosphere, and you go underwater every 10 meters just to another atmosphere. But let's yeah. say this is going to go far. This is going to go all the way down with you. And if you take this to its <laughs> max depth, I'm pretty sure you will crush before it does. Um, this is stout. It's a, it's a little beefcake and it's, it's just, it really bums me out that this, it's not, not uh, making it all the way. Um, I really want to see this come back and, and make it. I just, I really like it. Like I said, it's a little bit too small for me. You know, 
yeah. And some people don't, yeah, don't swim or don't want to swim or whatever. Then you'll be good in your bathtub, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then maybe in the hot tub or something. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's safe. I mean, and it has all the functions of the big expensive divers, helium escape valve, which C3 BGW9 on the bezel. It is, yeah. C3 on the dial, BGW9, uh, with that sunburst dial that I kind of get a, yeah, it's about yeah. around 1,000 feet, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's technically not because we are at one atmosphere. But I'm not going to break it down into the math because. 999 feet, 300 meters is what's displayed on the Kickstarter. So we'll go with yeah. that. I mean, and that's. If anybody wants to drop down to a thousand feet to test it and you can make it back and I'll listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for real. Um, <laughs> and I, I in no way condone this, uh, but <laughs> I do. If, if you <laughs> were, if you have the skills to do that, my hat is off. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> a submarine or something. And, which I've always kind of wondered about the the helium escape valve would really work only if you were in something like a submarine, wouldn't it? Uh, it I, I don't know. I, I always wondered. Shouldn't be helium molecules that far underwater, but I always um, wondered why the Seamaster's unscrewed, and if you were going to use it, how when would you uh, unscrew it? <laughs> yeah, like vent it or something. Yeah, right. I, don't I, guess, know. I guess on your way back up. I guess that thick book that the Seamaster comes with might tell me in there somewhere. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think you'd vent it on the way back up, but you'd have to have helium somehow saturated into the water if you were just diving. I don't know. Yeah. And we all live in a yellow submarine, Brian. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we're going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've pretty much uh, derailed this one. Anyway, this is a, it's a really great watch. Bang, bang for the buck, it's there. Yeah. It's, it's not looking like it's going to make the goal this time, but definitely keep an eye out on this in the future. It's yeah. really I, – I, I can't complain about anything. It, the watch itself, it, it doesn't actually it, – it doesn't even fit really – it's a little bit smaller, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than a lot of people. So yeah, you have an eight and a quarter interest. Is that right? Eight. Yeah. About eight and a quarter. So it's, it's pretty, pretty good size. And so almost everybody else, this is going to fit great. And I mean, you can feel, I didn't, I meant to throw it on the scale real quick. Uh, obviously something that I try to stay away from myself, but, um, you know, and, uh, but, you know, it is, this is, I mean, it's really, it's a stout piece of equipment and uh, it looks fantastic on beads of rice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, really, it's, well done. it's, it's worth a back. It's, it's like two seventy five or. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it comes it's very this, affordable. Yeah. That's really that watch out is very nice yeah i mean it's re really thick I mean, it's thick soft suede leather i mean it's yeah, like i said you know it has a couple of pouches inside of it so 
you know, and this is from Harry's in London, I think. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. We've, you know, we've reviewed this one once, wanted to try to do it, you know, kind of a, give it a last push. Um, I'd be happily surprised if uh, this magically got, you know, enough backers to get it from about halfway there. But, um, you know, realistically, I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to see it come up again uh, in the new year. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. looking forward to a lot of things like that where just, you know, hopefully yeah. things are just going to get better. So One quick thing to mention. Um, I know um, Jody from Just Another Watch, he actually was complaining about the class. So just so everybody knows, the production model of this watch, when that happens, it's getting an upgraded clasp. I don't see the problem with the clasp, and I don't watch. I don't watch reviews. Is that kind of ironic? So because basically, I don't care what other people think about watches for the most part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's whether you like it or not. I mean, or I like might not be, might not be the best policy. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what is that. This has on the clasp. It has the the little keeper other than that yeah. it's just a regular deployment class you could just you could have stopped there to me this just a gives me a little extra peace of mind i mean i don't i don't knock i don't get i don't knock any points off of it for that i don't i don't see the problem this is a to sew that is considerably more expensive and it just there is yeah. no, you know, it just, it's a deployment. It's not. It's going to be the same style. I mean, it's still going to have that flip lock and it's still going to have the levers, but it's a little bit more beefed up. Um, the, the inside, um, the inside of the new clasp, and you can see that, that on the Kickstarter, it, it looks, the inside piece looks like um, a Rolex clasp, um, at least Similar to the Daytonas. I don't know what the new subs look like. I haven't seen those clasps. But it looks like a Daytona clasp on the inside. Yeah. Looks I mean, like I can. Construction of it. I, you know, and I, I can understand how sometimes with these metal clasps, this, the metal here that you can kind of see the little skull and it's, you know, all, you know, embossed and you know, engraved. Yeah, yeah, it's upside down, and um, this is ex excruciatingly yeah. hard. But anyway, but yeah, that they they get a little could be a, sometimes they're a little flimsy on some. But I mean, the case back work, which um, it's just really cool. It's kind of a, a skull and some scuba tanks and. Yeah, actually, you can kind of see it. It's a skull with scuba tanks behind it. and Yeah. Um, so, you know, wearing scuba gear. And like I said, if you pretty much take this to the bottom of the ocean, that's what you're going to be. So, um, and the, I mean, that's that's it. Um, I'm really hoping to see it again come up this year. There's been a lot, a lot, of, a lot of ups and downs this year with everything on Kickstarter. It's been better yeah. for some than others, and uh, it's just there's been a lot of stuff that shouldn't failed, but that has failed. So, yeah, I, no, I, and you know, like, 
Okay, well, last last I checked, we're we're all still on the same planet, and you know, there's still <laughs> that one underlying you know issue with you know, COVID and things like that. That's still continuing to make life difficult for so many people, and it's just it's one of the things. It's just unfortunate, and I'm not a scientist. I'm a, you know I review watches, so. You know, you know, certainly my heart goes out to everyone that's affected by this. Uh, my wife's had it. I've had other, other, I know other people that have had it. It's, uh, you know, it can be easier. It can be really difficult. So, you know, one of those things kind of uh, see how things go with vaccines. And, you know, this, this show is not about global health crisis, but it's uh, about watches. So... You know, so and, with that being said, we got two. You got two back to back, right? We got that bronze diver. Yeah, the <clears throat> yeah. Do you have a new watch that we're going to be doing soon? I'm sorry. You have another one too. Uh, it's going to be. It should be on its way. Yeah, I have the the Aquila. I'm going to get you a thing to where you can clip beside your computer so you're not doing this. Yeah, so I don't look just look like I'm asleep. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, so we can, you know, we'll be doing that one uh, pretty soon. That's, uh, that's really fun. That was, that's the one that's kind of, uh, has the bronze, it's really, it's, it's party piece is the, bronze strap that's not supposed to you know turn your wrist green or anything like that yeah and so you know we'll be going that over that pretty soon uh i will be also having another one the uh, coming from france i think it's uh i got an email the other day i was up in virginia so it's on its way um and so i mean you know, you know, so we, we really got, uh, we, we do have some interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's not every day is going to be like today. It was a little bit, this a little bit of a shotgun episode. So, you know, just kind of last minute. I know the Army Navy game's on for anybody that's a football fan or, you know, with the active duty veterans, everybody, you know, we, we both are too. So, you know, but. You know, so you got anything else there? I don't think so. Um, not that I can think of. If uh, if you're wanting a Raider, there's uh, ten left still. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what people are waiting. But uh, I'd like to move those last ten, and um, we finalized everything on the Air Commander. The the back the case backs design. The fonts have been finalized. So every piece of that watch is finished. Um, I have three samples that have been bought and paid for like several weeks ago. So um, I'm hoping that those get finished in this month and I get them again in next month. So, and I know somebody else uh, is very excited about that too. Um, Robert is getting one of the prototypes. So, yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's, one of the three. <laughs> That's going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. So, getting two black and one blue. 
that light blue that I posted up, those are the final color arrangements for the prototypes anyway. And so, yeah, we'll be, we'll be shooting to uh, sell at least 50 of those guys on Kickstarter. It's not going to be a cheap watch, so be prepared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a manual wind um, Salita Swiss movement. So if anyone thinks that that should be a 500 watch, $500 watch, I'm sorry. Uh, the movement, the movement alone costs about three hundred dollars. So, soak that in. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it's, it's it's and that that just kind of goes to that that part. And we're kind of going on a little bit of a tangent, but it's what a watch is worth is not just the sum of all parts. It is that, and then you have to put it together and you know design it and put it together and make it work. Yeah. So. so you know, let's let's start with the fact that I spent hours trying to draw this watch so I could send these pictures to the um, the guy that does the CAD work. Um, you know, I, I usually don't share this type of information, but those three samples were thirty two hundred dollars. So and that's, you know, I had to get molds done. I had to, you know. So the mold fees are a big part of that. And then the actual samples were, were another part of that. But to, people are always wondering, what does it take to actually get your own watch designed and created? And for this particular watch, it was, uh, was $3,200 to make it go from the piece of paper that I drew it on to having physical samples. Um, I, I, see, I see people saying all the time, I want to start a watch brand. And I'm like, oh, you know. Like, I don't like, do you understand what that really means? Because I, I did and I didn't in a lot of ways. Um, I'd probably still done it because I'm stubborn. But, um, you know, you have to have money to market and that's the biggest challenge, you know, getting your, your design could, in fact, to be a great design, but you've got to get it in front of the, your audience. So you've got to find your audience and you've got to market to them and then you got to educate them and, and so on and so on. And, and that's the biggest challenge. I mean, I've seen a lot of cool stuff that isn't successful on, on Kickstarter. And I'm like, man, that's a great watch. Why, you know, why wasn't it successful in mold? Excluding this year, um, the one that sticks out is the uh, Tangomatic. I believe that's what, what it was called, Tangomatic. And they had a super cool um, design that was designed. The dial was designed after the ship, the, the lever where, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, like the hatch, hatch the, the latches for the hatches, or whatever. Yeah, with different levers, like the power for the power, right? I think that's what it is. Uh, I was, I admittedly wasn't in the navy, so <laughs> as as evidenced by my uh, boys against the girls comment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, was, yeah uh, army aviation here. So yeah, we got we got the boys, the girls, the men, the marines, and then. Uh, and then the smart ones. <laughs> I don't forget the Space Force. Yeah, they. Yeah, they're pretty smart too. Uh, <laughs> they just—that's just a branch of the Air Force. So. <laughs> well, all right, we're not going to go down that route because I don't <laughs> want some Marine to kick my ass. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, the Navy needed a men's department, so they created the Marines. <laughs> I'm sure, a lot of them would agree. You know, it's 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 funny, and we we love you know. We, and we are veterans. We, you know, we joke around and 
you know, bus stunts and everything. So it's, you know, it's fun. Um, really, our hats, both of us, yeah. which we aren't wearing, go off to everyone in in uniform. And uh, so, you know, we, we may have our own, you know, rivalries and things like that at the end of the day. You know, you know we've, we've been there too. So, you know, so everyone else, else that's doing it has done it or is thinking about doing that in the future, you know, good luck and thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we've rambled on enough about uh, starting your own brand, right? <laughs> actually, I think it was actually good information because there aren't a lot of people who will tell, who will actually tell that story that it's, yeah, it's a nightmare and it's expensive. And if it doesn't launch, if it, if, you know, if you fail to launch, it, it's a gamble that, you know, it's, you can't just. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would, I would say that conservatively or on the low end, if you wanted to start a brand, you need to start with about, about $15,000. I would think um, that's where you would need to start with. So. Yeah, I mean, and depending on how, yeah, I mean, how you are, the more it's going to cost you. Because, yeah, yeah you know, you've, if you just go with a ready-made case or something like that, it... Unless it's a, a ready-made Samariner-style case, it's probably not going to fly. Yeah, we are going to call it out and everything. <laughs> For the life of me, why are people still buying homages to Rolex Submariners? Is it really just because? Because they, I don't know. It's the same reason people keep making them. They make them because they sell. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. It's, um, this hurts my head and my heart. <laughs> it, you know, it, but it, it's, it's great because you've seen all these other, these smaller companies now that you're getting competition. That's yeah. it's getting that's pushing the envelope, and what that inevitably is going to do is push Rolex to say, "All right, we're going to make something that you just can't, you know, make. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to make this." I don't and, think so. I don't. I don't think Rolex is going to change what they're doing because they're making millions of dollars. Uh, they're producing as many watches as they feel like they want to make, which is completely cool. Um. Here, here's here's a comment that I would not have said ten years ago. Um, I believe that the Rola, uh, that the uh, Omega Seamaster is an equivalent to the Rolex Submariner now. And I had a Seamaster back in like two thousand, two thousand one, somewhere in there, probably two thousand one, because um, I remember going to a casino in the Bahamas with it and. I was 20, I was 21. So I remember having a Seamaster at 21 and that was the bond, the, the golden eye, I believe the golden eye one. And it was in, it was in a few films. Right. But so, I mean, if you look at a Seamaster from 2001 and you look at the current one and you realize that they've upgraded the bezel, it's a ceramic bezel, the dial ceramic, which is very cool. Um, not in a kitschy way, but in a, in an impressive way. Yeah. Uh, the movements, that coaxial movement, which is a 30, Oh, is it a 35 joule movements. It's, it's 30 some joules. Um, yeah. 
it's a high, you know, it's a high beat movement. It's, it's a master chronometer. So it's super accurate. Um, you know, the bra the bracelet's pretty much very similar, but I believe the clasp is a little bit up upgraded. It's a little bit tighter. It's a little bit, um, refined, I'll say. Um, they've changed the hands a little bit. They're very similar style, but, um, They've changed the hands a little bit. The indice, there's indice now instead of it being printed like the the older Seamaster, which I like the look of the older dial better with the the printed indice. But if you're comparing the current Submariner to the Seamaster, you know they both have those those set indice um, with the white gold frames. So I mean I I can't think of where the Rolex is better than the Seamaster at this point. And I mean like. You know, 10 years ago, would have not said that. You know, I've, I've handled a lot of different Rolex and quite a few uh, Omegas as well. And I truly look at them as, as equals at this point. And you can get one and you can sit on a waiting list for years trying to get one. So I, I really feel like Omega is getting ready to, to take a, a huge step up, you know as far as uh, as far as people in the higher horological uh, ranges or whatever like that those collectors um you know i i i can see that a lot more people are going to look at that the same way i am uh, very soon if, if you don't already that they're changing the speedy a lot of people compare the speedy to the daytona that's another situation where you have two super iconic watches oh yeah and, and i've seen people be like oh i take the, the the speedy over the daytona i'm just like wow like 10 years ago never would have i would have not thought that, that somebody would have said that i mean i would take the daytona over the the speedy i love them both but the the daytona just has a special place in my heart <laughs> so yeah yeah and i mean some some things are more sentimental so I mean, I mean, yeah, I, they, they I definitely saw, have, and uh, well, Omega is all under Swatch Group as well, and so the, their sub brands, you know, to so and etc. You know, so that it's interesting to think that that okay, you know, kind of how you know race car engineering gets kind of used in finally it comes down to the production cars and makes them be, you know, better and more efficient um and watches that when you have bigger parent companies that are really making these big strides then they that technology is going to be used down farther down the line they're continuing omega is continuing to develop and so yeah, it's great because whenever brands and big brands start to really you know, put on the gloves and compete, the consumers are always going to win. And oh, yeah. you're going to get some really great stuff out of it. And, yeah, I mean. Hey, here's, here's a random uh, piece of information. The, the gentleman that came up with the coaxial movement, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he pitched, he pitched this to Rolex first. And, and they're basically, you know, they're traditional. And I mean, so anybody that says Rolex wasn't is isn't innovative, 
it's like, well, they did all their innovation in the 50s and 60s and, and maybe some in the 70s too. So it's like, what, what do you, you know, I kind of scoff at that a bit because it's like, they don't have to, they're where they are. You know, they, you know, they've taken their pieces, which are basically timeless for the most part. You know, there's a couple bastards out there, like the, uh, the bark finish presidential. If, if, if you know, Rolexes, you know, the bark finish presidential and it's horrendous. They had a couple weird, um, like mahogany or burl wood or different wooden dials on, on, um, I think those were only on the presidentials as well that were like, definitely like in, you know, period correct. Like, you know, seventies, eighties, like it should stay in the seventies and eighties. Um, and, and I'm sure there's even a niche for, for the collect, for collecting those pieces, but you know, you can't scoff at Rolex because, you know, they they uh, created the first waterproof watch, not the first diver. I think the first diver actually is is uh, credit to the Blancpain. Is it Fathom 50 or 50 Fathoms? 50, I, always, 55 50, fathoms yeah. I always get them flipped. <laughs> but I believe that watch is the first dive watch. The first waterproof watch was the Rolex Oyster. And... So the Submariner came from actually the Tunograph, which was like a reference 6200 originally. And then um, there was a, a Milgoss, the first Milgoss. Well, there was two different Milgosses. One of them had that bezel like the Submariner too. But so that original Submariner case came from that 6200 Turnograph. Um, and then it evolved into the Submariner in 54. Whereas the 50 Fathoms was uh, 1953. Yeah, I think so. I, that's in my notes actually somewhere. <laughs> uh, we, no, didn't, I mean, we didn't plan on diving into this, but it's turning out to be uh, good material, I think. I th yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's kind of picking up as we go along. And this is really, if you really don't believe that this is not scripted, you saw how we started this and we're probably falling asleep. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, they're alive again. And so, yeah, it's, you know, so it's, it's just kind of, it's one of those things that sometimes, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a show this past week. You know, in fact, this was supposed to be pretty short because it was my take on the, on the Rotus, which is fantastic. Um, r-h-o-d-u-s-watches.com for any of our listeners out there that you know that like it i don't unfortunately i don't see it getting another 50 percent funded today so let's be you know on the gonna uh, do a little advertising sorry <laughs> yeah be on the lookout for that uh you know in the in the new year coming up we do have a few uh, like Brad said, I, I have a few that will be going over and um, I'm working on not having to look down as much because I just look like I'm asleep and I'm really not. I promise. Um, sometimes I wish it was, but it's OK. And, uh, but, yeah, so we still have some exciting stuff before the end of the year. And uh, I don't know. You got anything else there, buddy? What do you think? Um all right. I'm, I'm feeling into a chatty mood here. So hopefully some people hang on with us for a little bit. I'm going to, um, I'm going to pick three iconic chronographs 
And I want you to think of your three iconic chronographs. All right, so I'll, I'll go, that way it'll give you a moment to think about them. All right, um, first and foremost is the, the uh, Rolex Daytona. And when I say that, I think of the, the Newman Daytona, that classic um, Panda, reverse Panda, I can't remember which one his was. I guess it was the white dial with the black subdials. So that's, that's like the number one iconic chronograph for me. Number two, is the moon watch, which you're that, gonna, you're that's gonna my pick, number one. You're going to pick that for number one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be my number one. And what was that? That original movement was that a three-two-one movement? Is that right? Do you? I, yeah, I think, or, I think so. it, it was the, the manual. It was the manual wind. And well, I mean, yeah, all the pros have been manual wind, and until right. now, I'm assuming they're going to put a manual wind in the newest one that they're getting ready to go to. Uh, it's either an 861 or a 321. I think 321 was first, and then the 861 was the next one in like the later 60s or the 70s. But I'm not great with um, Aga history. So, yeah. all right. The third and the final iconic chronograph for me is the Breitling Navitimer. And that was, uh, that was my number two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was, so that was, uh, was that invented in the late 50s? I think so. Like um, 58 or so. That's and, uh, an iconic. It, I think out of, out of all of them, that's one of the best looking. It's visually aesthetic. It's it's a fantastic looking watch. And I, I, I had one way back and then got lost in a car accident. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, the, I think that the, it's just such, such a good looking watch and uh you know i'm uh, you know big chronograph fan and then actually my my list is very similar to yours and i I'm kind of be negligent not to include the rolex daytona because yeah. the, I mean, because it is it, it's it's, it's up the, there. so it, it i mean it, i feel i feel like it's per, like it's a lot of people's grail and like if you're a rolex collector it like it probably is your grill. Like that's the original, like I, I didn't see one for like at least three years or so. You know, when I first started collecting it, like I just never saw one. Like I saw two tones. I saw solid golds. Um, at one point I'm like, I just want a, a two tone um, champagne dial or white dial um, Daytona. Cause I can't get a stainless. That was like my mindset at, at one point. So, but I mean, I mean, you still can't get them. <laughs> like, you can't get any sport model Rolex now, but you definitely can't get a Daytona. No, I mean it's not it, not unless you want to take out a second mortgage, or, and and you're really yeah, lucky if you find. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, it's the demand is so high. The numbers are so low, and it just—I mean, it's just—it's wild. So they are generating astronomical prices. Yeah. Supply and demand—that's simple. We're not going to turn this into a civics class or you know, econ one hundred and one. No, but it's supply and demand. A lot of people want them. Only a few people have them. Price goes through the roof. So there you go. 
So you had the the Moonwatch number one. I did. Did you have the Breitling number two? I did. And then the Daytona was number three. I did. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, here's one that that I didn't forget, but you uh, you might have overlooked. I don't know. Um, this is our honorable mention. It's the Zenith El Primo. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was thinking about it and actually I didn't say that one because I forgot the name and uh, El Primo is like the, the one. And, uh, well, I mean, Rolex was using that in the Daytonas for a number of years. Yeah. And, uh, so up until 2000. Yeah. And I mean, those, they're fantastic. They're, uh, there's a, I'll, there's a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm sure that there's something I'll, I'll sit there later and I'll be like, Oh, I should have said this. The but, IWC Spitfire Chrono or an IWC Chrono would be a good, yeah. a good fifth, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you again. It's, it's yeah. kind of ironic that it was just, yeah. I, I can't think, I mean, so like when I think of, chronographs i think of i think of brightling number one like as a brand right. um the moon watch is is there the rolex daytona is there then i think of iwc and zenith or zenith um to be correct and then i really can't there's nothing that really comes to mind other for other chronographs um stratton as a micro of course right. well yeah but in the like in the, the big leagues um, that's kind of, that's kind of it, huh? Like, you know, I'm, that's, that's some food for thought. Um, I actually take a look and I mean, there, there's a ton of them out there. Um, yeah. I know tag has some, uh, that, Oh, the tag Monaco. Yeah. That are, oh, are really Monaco. spectacular. Um, yeah. Off the the top of and, and that is, that's also a pretty, Pretty iconic watch, yeah. Steve, Steve Robert, one. He, Robert know. said Paddock, and I think of Paddock not necessarily as as being famous for um, chronographs, but for complications. So when yeah. I think of of like a, an annual calendar or perpetual calendar um, or a moon phase, that's that's when I think of Paddock, and 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 I look at Paddock as like in that the like the ultra luxury yeah yeah so that, that's what i think of for paddock but yeah they definitely make they make a like an annual calendar with a chronograph like their their movements are insane like yeah it a, a pad like if, if if anyone's ever wondering what my grail watch is it's a paddock world timer 5110 which is a relatively simple paddock <laughs> but it you know paddocks it's just yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're not um... cheapest one I ever saw was like thirty five grand. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, I mean so it's it's definitely <laughs> yeah it's a, yeah it's that or a car or you know a down payment on a big house you know a nice house or something, but yeah. uh yeah so so I mean looking back we've done the the top chronographs. We've done the top divers and we've done the top pilot watches. Do you remember what the divers were? Uh, I, think had four. Was, I think there was a 
Seamaster. Uh, He's going to cheat. You're going to go back. One no. of you, you want a variation, one of them. Uh, top five pilots with IWC, Brightling Avatimer, Rolex GMT Master. Uh, historical pilots, we had Cartier Santos, yeah. English Channel, uh, Longines, Lindbergh, IWC Big Pilot again, Brightling yeah. Navtimer, Rolex, GMT Master. Doxa. The Submariner, Doxa, the Fathom 50s, the Seamaster. Was there a fifth one? I don't think there was. It's just four iconic divers. If, if if there wasn't a fifth one, it didn't. Not that iconic, huh? <laughs> Robert, are we missing an iconic diver? We got oh, this oh, the sub, you know. The Rolex sub, the Seamaster, mm -hmm. the Fathom Fifties, and the Doxa. Doxa, yeah. Let's see. Some would say, yeah. Some would say the Tudor Snowflake or. But that's, I mean, that's just an offshoot of Rolex. Uh, I put that into the Submariner umbrella. I don't call the Aqua Timer from IWC that iconic, even though it's a really cool, cool piece. Um, yeah, no, that's. I'm going back up. I have notes on some watches. I, I don't really have many notes because, like we said, this is it's unscripted. Um, have notes about watches in movies, uh, notes on a speedy moon watch. We're going to, we're going to fill that fifth spot with the Panerai Luminar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Going to watches and movies, that's going to be right there because, you know, that's huge. I kind of expandables and it's just, uh, you know, Panerai, Panerai, Panerai. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> In fact, I think it's like a picture of the, the of the movie, and I sent it to you, and I just said, "Yeah, like uh, you might be a, a nerd if you pause a movie and take a picture of it and send it to your friend." So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We're on. We're on fifty minutes, and we yeah, for for a short show that uh, did whatever we wanted went, went out the window and. Uh, Hey guys, sorry. The sorry if it it was boring or just kind of derailed. Um, At least Robert enjoyed himself. I think. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I think he's the. Uh, I think he's the, uh, he's the. He's the last one hanging in there. Right. He must be really bored. So, but <laughs> it must be snowing. <laughs> big, big shout out to you, Robert. Thanks for hanging in there. Whomever's yeah hung in there with us so far. I'm yeah. sure if you if you like anything. Let us know. You did. It awesome. is it. He's the winner today. Uh, the Iron Man. And so no, that's that's really fantastic. I know it kind of went all over the place. We were talking about a couple different things, but yeah, all together. It's uh let's just have fun and I hope everyone is able to stay safe. And if you made it this far with the with everything, thanks for watching. We'll try not to make them too long again. And uh I'll have to caption this one really good. <laughs> it's uh yeah, just uh just, just having fun with it. So yeah, you know, let's try to stay safe, enjoy enjoy everything we have going on and uh 
I guess, uh, got anything else? No, um, we'll, uh, we'll be back, um, hopefully next week to do, uh, one or two of those reviews. I think we're going to be taking Christmas week off. At least I believe that's what it'll look like, uh, based on schedules and, and, and life and such. Yeah. But, um, if you haven't bought a Raider yet, go over to MitchellTimePieces.com or um, at MitchellTimePieces on Facebook, and you can uh, link up to the website there. Get yourself a Raider, um, five black, five white. It's 50-50 even. That's kind of funny. Um, pick up a Raider. I've got a, a custom made um, called the Jet Age with a piece of a Pan Am stock certificate in the 9 o'clock circle. Um, it's a really cool piece if you want to stand out. And then I just finished um, the evolution of the fighter, which is pretty much the same thing as the evolution of the bomber, but with fighter planes. Um, that duo, that pair has been sold um, that I can order if anyone's interested. Um, additional dials, they are custom made by hand and, and the laser obviously to get cut out, but all the loom work and stuff's by hand. So those can be done. Um, I finished the uh, the zero to 23, 24 hour uh, GCT watch. Um, that's kind of like a clone of the original GCT that Elgin made. Um, that was, uh, it wasn't the AN, oh my gosh, I can't think of the reference, but the old pocket watches had an AN uh, number attached to the back, but the Elgin's, the, especially the white dial, and then the first blacked out with the zero to 23 were actually A13s. So there was the A11 and the A13 pocket watch. The A11 was the wristwatch. So there's uh, a very, very few number of those pocket watches out there. And it's extremely expensive to, uh, to get one restored and make it a wristwatch. Um, so I cloned it with a, a Swiss Eta 6498 or 97. I can't remember. I think it's a 98, six o'clock that I, we, we removed the second hand, the sub dial. So, so it's pretty much as close as you can get to a GCT, um, ordered another dial with a second hand at six o'clock for me that we're going to see how, see how that looks, but some special things I've made, um, over the last week or so. And that GCT is actually Robert. So. Can't wait until it's finished, sealed, and stamped, and sent. <laughs> and I know he can't wait either. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. Getting long-winded today. So yeah. he really shut it down. So, um, Robert, big, big, big shout-out to Robert for hanging there the whole time on the live broadcast. Anybody else that wants to fast-forward through a majority of this stuff, uh, you know, can watch <laughs> it later. Uh, that's, that's fine. We know it went... This was supposed to be a short show. Yeah. <laughs> average now, but we both had a rough week. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, you know, I, I needed this. This is kind of my little break from reality and I, I enjoy it very much. Um, you know, it's, it's great when, you know, we have people that are, you know, viewing, commenting, things like that. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I really I enjoy it. So you know, thank thank you everybody that's still you know watching this or you know watches it in the future, whatever. And uh, hopefully you you learned a little something. If you didn't totally get thoroughly confused, 
but yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, we could, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, yeah, we, we could jammer on like this all for hours, and we used right. to, at the very beginning, it was, I don't know how we kept any viewers, but uh, <laughs> hour and a half shows and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, well, what if I, you know. Uh, the two, the, there's two, I have two extremely dedicated Mitchell customers. You're one and Robert's the other. So like you guys are my, my two top customers. Um, meaning you have the most watches and you, I think you guys probably follow the brand the closest from what I know anyway. So oh, I yeah. appreciate both of you guys. So yeah. And don't worry, Robert, you're still beating me. So by a lot, <laughs> by a lot. So don't, don't worry. You can, uh, yeah, but I will stay on it and have, you know, Keep keep uh keep working them to get those pumped out to you, man. But uh, <laughs> all right, guys. All right, we're we're shutting it down. All Thanks right. for tuning in, Mitchell Time Pieces on Facebook, and uh, taking the time watch talk on Facebook for for us. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Bye. -bye. <laughs>